0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert, here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I tell you, the robots, the robots these days. Amazon is planning to make Alexa uh, more emotional so that she'll be able to respond to questions with more evocation. That's that's the update we need. That's the humanity? update the show needs. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about it. Yeah. I don't know if I need her to have feelings.
1: Colin, let me tell you what. I'm going to look. Take, take your time. Sit down. Take a break. Have a beer. How's Colin today? <laughs> Who are you closer with? Your mother or your father?
0: <laughs> Why is that? Lately, my uh, little device, my Amazon device, has been sending notifications. And when I say... What are my notifications? She'll be like, "You've got a package delivered, but during the Christmas season, I won't say what it is, which is kind of cool. Oh, shit, but you didn't advise her to do that. Well, normally, she'll say your um digestive enzymes have been delivered <laughs> <laughs> but these days she won't do that because you might be getting them as a gift <laughs> right exactly, <laughs> which is nice. It rhymes with fly festive enzymes. <laughs> so she just becomes like a little shit yeah <laughs> she's a little <laughs> bit more mischi- mischievous a little imp a little elf that spoils christmas Impish or admirable would you say somewhere in between according to
1: Belshnickel. how was the honeymoon it was great yeah yeah it was really fun san diego was awesome
0: great weather great beaches great places to eat Saw awesome sports games it seems to me that's what the, that was the main attraction, was your sporting events. No,
1: that's, that can't be, because that was something that Jen was so much less on board with. So oh. that was just something that we were going to do. So I shouldn't we
0: say there. that to Jen. So It was no. all about sports, right? No, no, definitely don't <laughs> say that.
1: No, it was all about going to see a city that we both thought we would like mutually. And you did. And we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there a highlight that was not related to sports? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it, just going to like Coronado Island... Was beautiful. I've never heard of that. Uh, It's like a little, you know the bridge that the bad man punted Baxter off of? No. Tell me that story. In Anchorman. Oh, okay. Yeah. The bad man. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Punted Baxter. Gotcha. I'm with you now.
1: So that is supposed to be the the bridge to Coronado. I thought it
0: was going to be like some old Dutch fairy tale.
1: No. No, no. (laughs) Yes. You know the bridge keeper?
0: Yes. With a bad man punted Baxter. (laughs) All right.
1: No, do tell. Uh, so that is although I don't even know if that was actually filmed in San Diego. I don't think it was. Um, the bridge was supposed to be to Coronado Island. And Coronado Island is like Disney World but without any of the attractions. It's just a super neat place. <laughs> it's just a really expensive <laughs> it, it is a very expensive, like like snow globey kinda like diorama style town where nothing is out of place and everything costs millions of dollars but there's a beautiful beach and it was voted like best beach of 2012. Oh, cool. And And did it live up to that hype? It really did. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like that they filmed, um, you know, the movie, some like it hot. That rings a bell. There's a movie called some like it hot. I think that was filmed in like the fifties. Anyways, it was filmed all around this hotel. Cool. Yeah.
0: So, um, that was very cool. Is there lots of stay classy San Diego memorabilia or is that kind of like going to Boston and saying park the car in Harvard yard? Yeah, no, there's
1: I didn't see anything that said stay classy San Diego. They
0: probably find it annoying if they you m- go there and they do They
1: must. It's kind of weird that they're you'd think for tourist purposes people would be doing more stuff with that, but they're, right. they're really not. Right. They're still just all about like Surf City, USA kind of thing. It's Surf City? Did you go surfing? No, I didn't. We watched a lot of surfers. I that's something that I would like to to do, but I didn't want
0: to leave Jen Jen has no interest in trying surfing. I'm
1: a very, although she would have been fine on the beach. And, and honestly, I would, I couldn't find a place to like actually rent something if, if there was like a hut. You don't want to try like, that by yourself. Well, I've tried it before. Yeah. So I wouldn't feel that weird. Although there is a weird like set of rules. So I wouldn't want to like go out in like the lineup right. <laughs> and try to figure it out with the locals. And they're like,
0: locals only bro. And plus you could be out there with like a bunch of excellent surfers, the, right?
1: Well yeah, and that and that's it too. And if I don't understand the etiquette of like when you jump in the the wave and like if I'm ruining someone else's time and yeah. like they're like this guy's a loser and he doesn't get this, I don't want to have like those thoughts going through my head. These are I'm...
0: Colin Sweet's neuroses. These these don't sound like the neurotic thoughts of a Matt Slaney, I know. Well I think I no, I think what I What if everyone hates me? What if everyone <laughs> at the beach wishes I wasn't there?
1: I it's true. It sounds <laughs> it sounds pretty weak when I say it like that, but yeah. But it, it, uh, in in a field where I'm so estranged for, like, you know, I don't even quite know the norms, and it would be kind of weird to try to learn them out there.
0: You seem like the type who would be into surfing. Having said that, surfing is a wacky culture, man. It really is. And people who surf, they're doing it right now. It's like, it's like nine o'clock in the winter and someone is at Lawrence Town Beach surfing right now which well, is fucking crazy I don't
1: know at night
0: I'm positive Jimmy Buffett is <laughs> there as that's... we speak <laughs>
1: I think I do think in the daylight though today there was probably a bunch of surfers out there and I would like to do that but Ugh. no I'm serious like I I think I would have a lot of fun doing that um I, but I kind of need someone to go with me Regularly, because I don't
0: want to go solo because that's how people die. You know what I don't understand well, about when you try and confront a surfer about the fact that they surf in the winter? They always say the same dumb response. They always say, We well, have a wetsuit on. <laughs> as if that should make me go, Oh, right. Uh, And the wetsuit is is lined with the same kind of heaters that like melt the snow off my windshield. And and sure, your wetsuit probably also has a mask that keeps your face as bone dry as the rest of your body and shields you from the horrific wind at Lawrence Town Beach in December. And it doesn't have a mask. It just has a little
1: hood. Right. And a little hole where your face gets super cold. Right. Um, But the other thing is, okay, once you have the gear, you're set. So that's good, you don't need like a membership or anything true, so there's there's that, but there's also only like these little fleeting moments of great joy, right
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like yeah. you have come back from San Diego <laughs> so jaded much, man. So much darker <laughs> no, but like you know if you're snowboarding, you have like anywhere from five to twenty minutes where yes. you're on the hill, you're just kind of like like kind of carving it out, having some fun, doing some little pops and stuff. You only get like the right wave. And I think that's why surfers like it a lot. Cause it's part about like the journey and the weight and the being at weight. nature's mercy. Yeah. And waiting out there. And then you finally get the right one and it's totally different and unique from the one before. And they all break differently, but you just happen to catch it the right way. And it's like anything that you really like. If you have like one gleam of it, that goes really well for a second you're you're
0: hooked there are some summer sports that people will find like an alternative version to do in the winter like I mean, I guess the inverse would be like if you like to play ice hockey, you might play like ball hockey or something in the in the sure. summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it's out of season, for some reason, surfers insist on doing this, doing it the same way as they would do it in the summer. Right. Is that because the waves are better in the winter? The there waves, to, the waves to, are supposed to be better in the. That winter. That has to be because otherwise you just take six months off. Yeah,
1: yeah. But some people like they. It's it's like a part of their. You know, it's like their uh, going to the gym or their, um, you know, writing process or their, you know, whatever makes them feel really good. That could be the, the thing that they feel they need to do. I bet it's not a lot like a writing process. No, but I mean, in the sense that like, I hear you, like you do, if you did that, and it brought you joy for that
0: day and you had a sense of satisfaction. Oh, you don't get a sense of satisfaction or joy from a writing process. So no, it's nothing like that. No, no, God, no. But,
1: but some people do.
0: No, I don't think so. You don't think so. No, it, writing's not joyful. Having written is joyful. What? Yeah. Oh, you, you never enjoy it in the moment. You only enjoy it when it's done. It's painful. Yes. Oh yeah. So you spend the whole time just like, just really, what drives you through it is your excitement of having it done. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I feel like you got it wrong. I've gotten a lot of things wrong in my life. It's very possible, but here I am.
1: <laughs> here I stand. But shouldn't... Choices made. But So when you sit down, like when you buy a new notebook, you're like dreading everything leading up to when you're
0: no, done not, with that notebook? No, no. The excitement, the anticipation of writing is also fun. Oh, you like that. Okay. Yes. The before is fun, too. The mm-hmm. after is really great. Uh, and uh, if you're if you're satisfied with what came out... The after is really great. Okay, But the during, at best, you can hope for a, a really quick afternoon. Like you've sat down, and you can't believe where two hours went. Right, you've but you got, weren't you weren't enjoying it. You weren't feeling anything. You so, were just kind of going. But it went by because you're kind
1: of in like a flow state. Like well, two hours are going by, and you're like, "Whoa, I can't believe what's what's happening." Right
0: yeah, now. but you're not. You're you're too busy and focused to experience joy. You huh. might experience misery if it's not going well. Sure. But being dialed in doesn't do anything for you. It does. You just don't notice it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe that's just me. This is why I've never
1: gone surfing. <laughs> I thought the journey was the reward, but no, the reward is the end. <laughs> yeah, <that's right.
0: laughs> the, the reward is the reward. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, That's how I see it anyway. All right. Speaking of painful writing um not really I was, gonna, I was gonna segue into the irishman which is not painful writing but it is long
1: it is long i i've started it so i m- my watch process is going four parts no nope. i'm doing the four parts anytime jen is out of the room is when i'm allowed to watch it oh good lord So jen was up showering tonight and i got in a quick 15 minutes of it
0: i saw a, I pretty, like a pretty helpful meme breakdown the best way to watch The Irishman in four parts, and they're roughly 45 to 55-minute clips. Like, yeah. And it tells you like when to stop. and like I've seen two of them now, so I've seen roughly half the movie. And having seen that much, I have a really hard time seeing it as a movie at all. It feels very episodic. Yeah, uh, And also, the fact that I've already committed two evenings to this movie, and I'm not quite at the halfway mark, Right, says to me you're not a movie. You might be really good, I'm really enjoying you, but you're not a film.
1: Right, someone was saying although it's it's great netflix bought this if someone would have given scorsese parameters which netflix was like we don't care just mm-hmm. make something mm-hmm. he could have really like like made it uh an an amazing absolutely work
0: in every other way it feels like like one of these really great uh limited series on on HBO or, yeah. or Netflix. Or oh, whatever. and
1: it's and it's so Scorsese. Like you know, you're watching a Martin Scorsese. No question. Everything about it is is like you know, every every note from Goodfellas is kind of like nodded to in there. And, and it's very you know, a flashy. It's
0: something I've noticed about about Scorsese. This hasn't always been true because like the Taxi Driver of it all. But at least recently, and certainly in the case of Wolf of Wall Street and The Irishman, his movies are very vibrant. They're mm-hmm. they're very sunny. They're not they they can be gritty but not dark right you know what i mean yeah. like a lot of this this uh, this mania happens in the sunlight and that makes them really exciting right although you know like the departed was more like a a grit fest it was gritty but it was
1: daytime for a lot of that movie yeah but there wasn't a lot of like you know pastels and light True. blues and like you're getting that in in the irishman
0: yes well yeah. and that's what i mean i i really i'm just right. cuz con- the scorsese movie i've seen the most is wolf of wall street and it feels very much like it was made by the same guy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it was shot by the same guy. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it. That could be it too. You're enjoying? I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm only like a half an hour in. So. I like it a lot. What do you I'm make them a, a tenth of the way through, I think. What do you make of this no, um that's wrong. de aging technology, which which has been such a point of conversation mm-hmm. surrounding this movie? I find it underwhelming. Yeah. I'm not that impressed. Well they didn't go that crazy with it. Like no. they, they didn't make it would have been different if they
1: made De Niro look like Taxi Driver De Niro, but kind of what I wanted. Yeah, but make him skinny. They're making him. <laughs> yeah, they're making him look like De Niro from the, you know
0: Meet the Fockers.
1: <laughs> a little bit, like when he paints yeah. his hair black. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, he does look a little younger, certainly when he's olded up and like he's the narrator of the film. Yeah, that's pretty well done. Yeah, but I'm just seeing Robert De Niro. I'm not seeing his age really altered at all. And in and in fact. It's not distracting his age. It works for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like when they show him with his 4-year-old daughter, I'm a little bit like, 4-year-old daughter? Yeah, you're like 60. Yeah, you're clearly old. Yeah. You're clearly a little old. I agree with
1: that. And and it's like you and Joe Pesci are like the same age. Come on, man.
0: Joe Pesci's cool in it. Yeah. So far so good. Yeah, for me. I'm into it. Like, like a couple of a couple of authorities have now called it the best movie of the year. Wow. But getting back to whether or not it's a movie and like what, how we want to define a movie, it's packaged as one. But I can't help but think of that um, O.J. made an America documentary that was 10 parts or right. something crazy. And they put it all in one and won an Academy Award. And I think that's wrong. Like, this is episodic. It feels episodic to me. Mm-hmm. And it was packaged as one. Maybe if I sat down and watched it for three and a half hours straight, I'd feel differently. But I don't really believe in movies being that long, even when they're good.
1: Yeah. the And the... It's not uncommon for Scorsese to have been involved in, in shows. Like he was involved in Boardwalk Empire and... Remember Vinyl? Vinyl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and dude from Vinyl is in the, the movie.
0: Yeah, that's right. Which was yeah. nice to Bobby see. Bobby Cannavale? Him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's an easy fit. Right. He fits I, in I think he's going to be in every Scorsese movie from now on. That's a pretty good setup. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the Rewatchables pod- podcast, and they were talking about um, Wolf of Wall Street, which is a good listen. And they brought up uh, John Desjardins, who was the lead in The Artist. Okay. And I had such a weird moment where I probably went five years without even remembering The Artist was a thing. Right.
1: Is John Desjardins from The Artist in Wolf of Wall yes. Street? Yes.
0: Sorry. He has a small part where he plays like a Swedish banker who is like part of the con. Oh, gotcha. Um, but I think that guy won best actor. Certainly the movie won best picture and right. I think he won best actor. And then we just moved along and decided second part in Wolf of Wall Street. Did you see the artist? No, me neither. Part of me kind of wishes I had, but now I probably never will. What? Well, who was it that I was listening to
1: recently that said like, yeah, now we're making a, Oh, it was uh Seth Rogen on like Dave Chang's show. Him and Evan Goldberg are apparently making a silent movie to just to see if it will
0: work. go away. Yeah. Why? Like, I like a, know. like a stoner comedy.
1: Yeah, I think it's very much going to be uh, still, like, in their taste, but Ooh. a silent film, so obviously wow. way different. But, Just to see if they can...
0: But the dialogue is what makes those movies funny. I know. I think that was the challenge for them. Is They're like, nothing if not ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's oh, true. That's kind of cool. a productive stoner. Yeah, sure. Okay. But, I haven't seen the what's the Christmas movie they made a couple of years ago. I, I usually try and tack oh, that you one never in. saw that movie. No, I did see it. Okay. I usually try and see it at Christmas time right. now. I the night seen before, it. I haven't seen it yet this year. Yeah, I stuck it on my list of the hundred uh, best movies of the twenty tens. When I say oh. best movies, I mean favorite movies. Yeah, I'm drafting a list. Sure. Where are you right now? Have it, do you have it done? I have a draft of the list. Right, but. I'd like to save it until pretty much New Year's Eve because I'll probably make some adjustments. I I probably will put The Irishman on there. I'd like to think I'll put Rise of Skywalker on there. And, you know, maybe like I haven't seen Parasite yet, but have you heard about Parasite? I have not heard of Parasite. People are going wild over Parasite. Okay. It is a Korean movie, and it's going to be like one of those movies that crosses over. Mm Mm-hmm uh so that's a movie that's going to be in contention for for the oscars so is it
1: like a i for some reason i my mind just went to a horror movie
0: i think it, i mean it sounds like a horror movie right yeah. yes i think it's one of those crossover genre films that's like spooky but is also like lifestyle commentary oh wow so i don't know anything you're advised to know nothing going into parasite so that's whoa kind of compelling a, it's got guidelines and i haven't seen knives out yet which i i am led to believe i'll want to put in that top 100 list right it's getting good reviews only Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's had kind of a low, <clears throat> probably got a,
1: like a slow release going on, but.
0: No, it's it's wide now.
1: Yeah. It's wide now. And but it, I mean like as far as it's not, it's <coughs> not got a blockbuster kind of vibe about it.
0: Yet, I don't know. I, th- I think it, it did really well this weekend in spite of being up against Frozen 2 in its second weekend. Right. So Frozen 2 still won the weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet? Frozen no, 2? and I'm not going to prioritize that over anything I just mentioned. Okay. I just don't care. No. Okay. No. I I thought for some reason I thought it was coming out like way later in December, which would
1: have been a mistake,
0: but yeah, but it's, uh, I haven't seen that much promotion for it. Frozen. Yeah. It's been around. It's a, it's a, it's a, but I'll put it like this. I don't put frozen in my top 100 of the decade. Okay. I got Moana on there and I got tangled on there, but I'm not going to put frozen on there. You, no, no. All right. No. I think I would have it on mine. although
1: it's a sweet movie. Because you have Tangled on there, I think I would have it on mine.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's interesting what you end up letting onto your list when you're looking for 100 movies. Uh, true. Yeah. True. I bet movies that I did not think
1: were in my top 100 would be on there. Yes. We talked about Toy Story 4 a little bit, speaking of Pixar movies. You saw and, Toy Story and, 4. And I just said, I totally agreed with your take. Oh, about it was very how. refreshing to hear you say that. Yeah. No, I was, I was 100% on board. And... um the whole movie, I was saying that the toys were getting way too ballsy for their own good. Yeah. To the extent that they were driving an RV at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like shouting out to the parents.
0: Oh yeah. Like no. it was just, come on. I just don't like that. It's not a Woody and Buzz movie. Like I, no. I, I haven't had an opportunity to talk about this on the podcast and I'll still withhold a few spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it had come out, I didn't want to really divulge why I was so mad. It's not a Woody and Buzz movie. It's not a Buzz movie at all. And that, that really seemed like it was formatically incorrect. Right. And then how it ultimately ends is breaking the thesis of Toy Story in general. Like mm-hmm. it completely flies in the face of what Toy Story is for. And when you said that, I had an idea in my head already of like, if this movie ends this way, I'm going to be upset. And it ended that way. Yeah. And I was upset. It just, it, it seemed, it seemed like a terrible waste and all the Bo Peep stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I don't, I didn't care about Bo Peep. It doesn't matter to me at all that Woody is with Bo Peep. In fact, I never really thought his feelings for Bo Peep were stronger than Buzz or certainly the kids, certainly Andy and Bonnie. No, they, they wrote it that way. I'm like, who, what is Rashida
1: Jones responsible for here? And what are the like cleanup crew responsible for? She bailed quite a long time ago. Yeah, I know. But it did say original story by Rashida Jones.
0: But do you know what I mean now where I say like I hated it so much I want a Toy Story 5? Yeah. To fix it? But I don't even think you could do a Toy Story 5. They will. You think so? They will yeah. within the decade, yeah.
1: Maybe that'll make the top 100 of the 2020s. Of the twenty 20- Of the twenty 20- twenties The 2020s. The roaring 20s. Here we go. The roaring 20s. How many roaring 20s New Year's Eve parties are they're going to be oh, you're so right flapper dresses yeah we have not talked about gatsby outfits no one has talked about this yet but i think it's going to be a thing and if it's not a thing i might just start it i'll have a tommy gun and a cigar
0: <laughs> a tommy gun <laughs> call people old sport that's right <laughs> uh okay uh so do we want to talk about the ellen dakota johnson thing are you up on this at all Uh, no. I should have sent you the clip because it really, it's much richer if you've seen Dakota Johnson's recent Ellen DeGeneres appearance. And I only bring this up. It's quite memeable and it's quite gossipy, but I bring it up because it, we've talked a lot on the podcast about how I have frustrations with Ellen and the Ellen show. That's right. And this really validates those feelings. And I'm no longer alone in my, in my tirades against Ellen. Okay. Okay. So Ellen has this reputation for being not quite as nice as she purports to be in her, mm-hmm. in her show's thesis. I think
1: everything I've seen with Dakota Fanning, though, also leads me to believe that she's a, she seems tough. Dakota Johnson. Sorry, I said Dakota Fanning. I meant Dakota Johnson. Fifty Shades, Cal.
0: Yes. I, I don't know if I've heard that, um, but daughter of Don Johnson. Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Right. She's a good actor. Like Mm -hmm. certain, certainly the Fifty Shades movies are bad and they put her in like kind of a new category of famous, but she is definitely a good actor and she's in Peanut Butter Falcon actually. And that's what she was there promoting, which I think was a really good movie. I think whether or not she's difficult, I don't know, but for sure she has been around famous people her entire life. Mm -hmm. So she's not intimidated by them. And I think so many people go on the Ellen show and they're not as famous as Ellen. Some of them are Jennifer Aniston and Ellen's whole... Uh, performance turns into and we're friends right please welcome my friend Jake Gyllenhaal right and and And
1: I saw you at the Super Bowl
0: party exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and so we text and uh, I was telling uh, Reese Witherspoon that uh, Oprah's my best friend it's just like it's (laughs) the least relatable thing it's it's not grounded at all right and then everyone else is like uh, Dakota Johnson's a bad example in this case but everyone else is just like slightly less famous than Ellen and they have to kiss up to Ellen because right. she has power over a certain demographic. <laughs> so weird. And so, Dakota Johnson comes on the show, and she says, so you had a birthday party recently. I think she turned 30 or something. Uh, How was the party? I wasn't invited. That's what uh, Alan says. Okay. And Alan's made this move before. Right. It, it's it's just another iteration of, and I'm a cool celebrity. Right. And for some reason, nobody calls her on the fact that she's like a 62-year-old woman. Right. Like, why would you be at Dakota Johnson's yeah. birthday party, other than the fact that it seems sometimes like celebrities have have like high profile birthday parties where just as many famous people from all these different quadrants are supposed to be so that TMZ has something to print. Right. But why would you be at Dakota Johnson's birthday party? That's so weird. And so Ellen says, how was the party? I wasn't invited. And Dakota Johnson just kind of whispers, actually, that's not true, Ellen. You were invited. Oh. And it's, and it's, completely and and so ellen's like what are you talking about i didn't know i was invited who said i was invited and she goes ask anyone ask your producer jonathan whoa yeah and so then there's this like awkward moment very awkward where ellen is like talking to her producers she's actually on like, the show Seriously? Like, well she's trying to cover it she's trying to she's trying to make it seem like how is it possible how do how do i get out of this without looking like i i really didn't know or yeah. like and, and, and still maintain my facade of I'm one of the hip cats. Right. And so uh, she starts talking to her producers and she's like, why didn't I go? And they're like, you were out of town, which just sounds like. And she was complete... like, oh, I was out of town. Yeah. And that's what she says. And so then they move on. And she's on. like,
1: okay, well, cool. But don't make me look like an asshole because you're too cool to show up to my
0: party. Right. And so then they talked about her birthday a little bit more. And Dakota said, and Tig was there. Tignataro yeah who about a year or two ago started making appearances on the Ellen show a year or two ago and uh then she makes a joke about how like Tigg is her favorite comedian and Ellen like rolls her eyes it's just kind of all like playful like because like oh why can't I be your favorite comedian because Ellen thinks she's a comedian and (laughs) (laughs) she's a talk show host and um, Sedona, and uh then I forget exactly what Ellen says but it just it kind of further feeds this ongoing theme when Tig comes up conversationally on Ellen's show where Ellen is kind of under the impression that she introduced the world to Tig Notaro okay. she like I don't know if she saw her at um, Largo or something while she was shopping her little Netflix special right. and, and you know thought this person was funny and had her on the show and but.
1: you're like no a much better human did Louis C.K. guys <laughs> <laughs> let's give it
0: up for him not discovered her, but is responsible for Tignataro Live, which is kind of what catapulted her into a new right. realm of, of fame. But I find it frustrating. And I I, t- I tweeted that I just think it wouldn't take that much pushing to get Ellen to claim she invented, like, the iPhone. Like, right. she just seems to think she's a way more important figure than she is. Right. It's like six degrees of Ellen being the, the best
1: person ever. And Rather than separation, it's...
0: Adding the ingredient that, like she's famously not very nice. Right. And like, she'll come to work and throw hissy fits if she's fighting with Portia. And I don't know. I think she, because she's powerful, I think it's well kept under wraps mm-hmm. and because she's private and she doesn't go to these parties. She's, she's not as social as she, right. She wants us to believe. Do and you, that's fine. Cause 62 year old uh, women can be mean, but stop with this stupid act. It kind of would have been
1: good if Ellen only had like a, like a, seven year run.
0: Maybe. I think she she overstayed her welcome. But there's a lot of money in overstaying your welcome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and she has to I just to, mean in the in the
0: public's opinion. The thing is, you can get away with being curmudgeonly and difficult mm-hmm. if that's understood and it's in the fiber of your brand. Like that's what David Letterman made his career doing. Right. Um and I don't know if it's like, it's probably a different set of parameters in daytime TV, probably different for a female talk show host. But for Ellen to like do a little boogie every show and then right. wrap up every program with be kind to one another. That's her sign off. <laughs> right. Can they like, can you like not be a little, just be a little less fake, right? a little less phony.
1: So. What do you think it was like when she, because I thought her whole persona when the show first started, it's weird that we've kind of seen this progression because her whole thing when, when she first started, I think was, she was kind of like, like blissfully unaware of everything. She was almost a little like Dory, like, uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was, oh, I, maybe, I, maybe I could afford a car like that. Okay. Think? Oh no. All right. Yeah. Like I kind of thought that was her vibe. I, I guess that sounds in, in like familiar. In
0: 2007. Sure. It's not that now. No. She's so rich. <laughs> and, like, she's so I was rich at Rihanna's famous. party. And I don't begrudge her being rich and famous, but I do begrudge this I was at Rihanna's party. Because mm-hmm. you were just there to keep up appearances or you weren't there at all. And actually, since you mentioned that tone, that is Tig's tone. Have you seen her Funny or Die series? Well, that's Tig's tone for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. But have you seen her talk show under no, a rock? No, it's called Under a Rock with Tignataro. Oh, and she lit. Yeah, they they bring out <laughs> they bring out like pretty famous people. Yeah, and she has to figure out who they are. Yes, and so this week she had on Tony Shalhoub. Right, this is the Ellen that people want. I agree. It's a very charming show, and it's just like ten minutes long. It just comes out every now and then on yeah. YouTube, Funny or Die. And she had on Tony Shaloub this week, and when she figures out who it is, she's like, Oh, I've heard of Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. And she really likes him. You can really tell, like, she likes Tony Shaloub's vibe. Right. It's a good watch. <laughs> That's a li-
1: what who is the who, who's the biggest star she's had on that show? Do you know?
0: Um Oh, Kaylee Kuoko from the Big Bang Theory. Really? <laughs> no idea who she is.
1: <laughs> and she it's just like, Hi, so you, does she ask her name or anything? Or is it just like well, she has to get what there. Do,
0: what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's usually what do you do? Like, what are your feelings about this? And then there's like kind of like awkwardly spoon-fed clues, right? Uh, and usually she gets roughly there, okay. But to not get Kaylee Cuoco... like she didn't even recognize the name Kaylee Cuoco. right? And so I guess they pick the guests where her like producers show her a bunch of famous headshots, and they're like, "Who don't you recognize?" Right. And so she'll she'll point at Kaylee Cuoco and be like, "Who's that?" I and so and so with is. this one in particular, they're like what yeah (laughs) you work in tv how's that possible he's been around for like 20 years you mean tony shalhoub yeah well and so in in that case and and in the case of of kaylee kuoko like then they get a bunch of other photos and they're like do you recognize this photo and she still is like no she had heard of tony shalhoub but in the case of the other one like even with the name she's like oh okay congratulations (laughs) this is great i I need to watch it it's on netflix no, it's on uh, YouTube. It's just okay. On YouTube. Easy. Alex Trebek is getting the Canadian Screen Icons Award. Okay. So that's very cool. He is hosting a pretty big Jeopardy showdown in Jeopardy in January. Yes. So uh, Jeopardy James won Tournament of Champions. Mm-hmm. No big surprise. So he and Brad Rutter and Ken Jennings are going to have the ultimate Jeopardy showdown in January. Right. New kid on the block, Jeopardy James. So yes, the holder of the top 16 single day scores is Jeopardy James. Yeah. The longest serving and highest earning contestant, Ken Jennings, and the highest earning contestant in game show history, Brad Rudder, are together going to to play a game of... When was of Brad Rudder's time? A long time ago. Okay. Like before before Ken. So who
1: do you side most with James because he's you've probably watched the most I have of a, his rise? And... Absolutely. I have a
0: recency okay. bias. Yeah, I'd like sure. to dethrone Ken, but I like Ken. Yeah. And I'm just curious to see because they all have different games. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how this goes. I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm starting to predict that maybe this will be Alex's retirement episode.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's a pretty good take. Yeah. Pretty good take. Um, his cancer is, like, still there.
0: We haven't heard a whole lot about it, knock on wood, in a little while. But the last prognosis wasn't great. Right. Uh, and he has said that he feels his game slipping. Like, he feels like he's not as sharp on the show anymore. Right. Of course, we don't notice that at all. He yeah. seems exactly the same as always. And he seems as energetic and as jovial as always. Uh, But a couple of weeks ago, somebody, I I think maybe he didn't know the answer in Final Jeopardy. And so, you know, they write their final answer, their Final Jeopardy answer on a screen. And uh, this guy just wrote, we love you, Alex. And Alex choked up on TV. Yeah, I saw that. It was hard. It was hard to watch. I didn't
1: actually watch it. Yeah. I I just saw that title, like, watch Alex Trebek choke up as, and
0: I just. He really does. I didn't, didn't go for it. Zack Snyder has confirmed the existence of the Snyder Cut. It exists. And this is a Star Wars related... No. This is a DC uh, cinema universe related thing. Zack Snyder directed Justice League. Right. Okay. Which was bad. Right. Uh, But part of the problem is that he was removed and executives tampered with the film. And so there has long been this legend of the Snyder Cut, which was the original movie he wanted to show. Mm -hmm. And so the... The mythos is that the movie Zack Snyder wanted to make originally was much better. right? And so now he's come out to confirm that. Actually, it started a couple of weeks ago. I think Ben Affleck tweeted, released the Snyder Cut. And then a couple Whoa. other people like Gal Gadot got on board and retweeted. And then you got nothing to lose at this point. Well, except for that he doesn't own the content. Like, it belongs to Warner Brothers. Or no, Batman. I know. But
1: even Warner Brothers doesn't have anything to lose. They could release that as a separate thing, it's and it might true, take off. But
0: they've always been kind of out of touch with, like, how they're perceived, right? Right. And then I think that's also, like, an admission of... Yeah, they might uh, be like, this shows weakness. Yeah, an we... admission of wrongness. Yeah. Hmm. But you want you would see it? Well, and they're trying to uh, rebrand the DCCU with this new The Batman movie, right? Mm-hmm. Which the uh, all we can say re- right now is that they're casting it well right you know who do we who do we have in that movie re- as of right now robert pattinson yes. zoe kravitz as catwoman okay paul dano as the riddler yes i believe okay. uh jeffrey wright from westworld is i believe commissioner gordon yeah and who did i uh john torturo is carmine falcone okay so we've got a good cast there, yep. really that's, good, and that's I, solid. There, that might not be everybody either, mm-hmm. um, but I'm on board with that for sure. Right. Nobody fucks with the the Falcone. right?
1: Falcon, Falcon, Falcon. The Falcone family. Um, have you seen the Mike Big Berbiglia special? I didn't love it. You didn't? No. Oh, okay, I'm kind of into it. I find it really depressing. Oh no. Okay, I'm not
0: there yet. I haven't finished it. Okay. So I don't, do- I don't know that. I'm spoiling anything to say that I kind of felt depressed all the way through it because the theme is always like I didn't get what I want. And now my life is kind of way harder than it was. And I know the thesis is supposed to be, I didn't think I wanted kids, but now I have them and I I'm a changed person. I'm happier than I could ever be. That's the part I didn't get there yet. Uh, well, now that's what it's about though. It's called the new one. Right. And, and yeah, I guess so. And so I didn't put it together. You knew it was about having a baby. Yeah. He was getting into the baby story. All right. Well, I won't say any more, but I find it depressing. Sure. I find okay. it a little discouraging. Oh. Because it was like new
1: moms that were recommending it to Jen. Maybe they were trying to yeah, discourage her. Yeah, because they
0: come off kids. amazing in it. Uh, they come off as having this like right. and this he's untouchable like, and connection and to the child, and, and then the husband is just kind of there for right. this connection he can't really relate to. It's a drag. Okay. Yeah. All right. The did comedy's you, good. you but, like his last ones? yeah i like thank god for jokes okay i don't know if i saw sleepwalk with me was that a stand-up special or just a thing it might have just been his movie yeah i liked i like don't think twice which was his other movie right which i also also depressing yeah gotta get gotta
1: yeah that was like a really popular movie a couple years ago
0: it did very well critically yeah yeah
1: okay um yeah i just wanted to swing past that one
0: okay any other uh, new? Well, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. This this is kind of a heavy topic, and we don't have to linger on the heaviness of it. But uh, as long as we're talking about about superheroes in the DC universe, uh, Melissa Benoist came out on Instagram recently to uh, who's that? Well, she's Supergirl. Okay. She uh, she announced she shared with the world that she's a victim of uh, domestic abuse. Oh. Okay. And and so. She she wrote this really long like letter. It's kind of like an essay which details all of the mistreatment that she endured at a previous time in her life. And she's now married to a new guy. And I think it's, it's, that's great. But mm-hmm. while a famous actress, she was a victim of domestic abuse. And so she wrote this letter. And she kind of says in her video, I wrote this thinking I would submit it to like a publication so that they could print it. But now I'm thinking, like, I don't really want to run the risk of it being truncated. And so I'm just going to read it to you. And she just delivers this very beautifully written, if tragic, essay about this experience she had. And so uh, she doesn't implicate anybody. but And I don't want to either. But it seems like it's not written with any care taken to uh, protect her ex-husband, Blake Jenner, who was also on Glee with her. Oh. Okay, so, um, if, if for example, a part of the story is he uh, he threw a milkshake in my face. And, like, I feel like that wouldn't even be written in the essay <laughs> if not to be, like, wink, wink, we were on Glee. Right. Uh, and she also refers to—and this is kind of the most chilling part of the story. She refers to a time where um, I, I think it was maybe, maybe the crescendoic uh, assault— where uh, her eye was damaged and it's in fact permanently damaged because this person threw a phone at her eye Um, and how together they concocted this lie about how she fell down the stairs and hit her eye on a potted plant or something. And somebody dug up a clip of her telling the story of hitting her eye on a potted plant on Jimmy Fallon. Wow. And it's chilling. It's really, really upsetting. The thing is, the Jimmy Fallon clip was, uh, it aired like six months before she filed for divorce from Blake Jenner. And so it just feels a little bit like, okay. So this guy was on Glee. He won a reality show called The Glee Project, where the, like, the grand prize was to be on Glee. Okay. And the two of them were kind of like the next generation after that show had kind of started right. to fade a little bit. He uh, in there. He was in the movie I've often said I really like uh, called Everybody Wants Some. And I bring this, oh. and I bring this all up okay. because it relates to this podcast in that he is the lead actor and Richard Linklater's Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, no. And so he hasn't had to address this in any way because he hasn't been explicitly uh, referenced by her. Right. He, he Was he main guy in, in Everybody Wants Him? Yep. And we've talked a little bit about, like, what do you do if over the 20 years of the production something of this happens. ambitious movie, something happens to one of your lead actors? And... They've only shot one of 20 years' worth of this movie. Yeah. So who's to say what'll happen by next year? Maybe nothing. Right. But, you know, if that's the guy, allegedly, a lot can happen in 19 years. <laughs> wow. Maybe that person looks
1: completely different after the first year. <laughs>
0: yeah, they age differently. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
1: he's got a beard for the rest of it,
0: and right. it's someone else. Well, they get younger. Isn't that how it is? No, oh, they, yeah. No, but they get well, younger, so but they're crazy. filming the end first. That's what Jade explained to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jade, explain it again, and oh, insert clip now. Okay. It's really okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's like a whole lot of racket of a serious topic for something that's kind of interesting to to a... It's apropos of a conversation we've been having for a little while. That is wild. He seems like um, kind of a... Doesn't he kind of have like an, a bit of like an angry eyes vibe though? I mean, <laughs> that, maybe. We haven't seen him say. in a lot of things other than Glee and Richard Linklater movies. Mm. Mm. What other Richard Linklater movie is Just that. Everybody, Just wants. everybody Wants Him. Okay. Hmm. Oh.
1: and merrily we roll it's disturbing yeah sure it is we need to see year one they should release it year by year <laughs>
0: episodically
1: yeah why not <laughs> once a year we get another chapter and then we can enjoy the whole thing at the end sure, then put having it having to
0: wait 20 years that's an interesting concept just like i have a youtube channel that just puts yeah. out one 12 minute video a year and yeah. everybody like like bands around it totally do it every like new year's day that's pretty fun Neither of us are against this. That's no, I'm kind not, of a good idea. I'm not against it. It's kind of ridiculous, but like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. no. We, no, we're all about like experimental film making and experimental yeah. storytelling now. Why not? I realize we're kind of like way behind schedule, but I just quickly want to talk about Rolling Stone's uh, list of the top 25. Actually, it's the top 100, but I'm just going to talk about the top 25 uh, best TV series okay. of the decade. Okay. okay, and uh, I only bring it up because I think there's a whole lot of bullshit on it. Okay. Uh, for example, number twenty-five is HBO's Watchmen. <laughs> and oh, I, no and I know, and I exactly. You can't. It's not even fully released. This like frig off. This this is like you are you are just. I don't know who paid you to commit some original programming so they can sell more HBO Go packages by the Christmas season. That's rough. But that is like that is so rough. Give me a break. No, and I believe and I, it's I, I good. I love that show. I believe it's good. I'm fully,
1: it's, it's Mandalorian and the and Watchmen right now, and it seems amazing so far. But you can't
0: include that on your top 25 list of the decade. Of the decade. And, and by the way, between 100 and 25, there's some good shows in there. Right. Number 24 is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow. Uh, number 23 is Brockmire. Like, I liked that pilot, but there's no way that's the 23 best show, the 23rd, 23rd best yeah. show of the decade. It's not possible. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is 22. Uh, orange is the new black 21 number 20 is a show called review which i don't recall oh that's uh with um andy daly okay uh
1: who's the the guy who's um is it andy daly the guy who was uh the like one of the guys on eastbound and down anyways he's a, a funny improv actor but i guess it's kind of like a dark comedy series
0: number 19 is bob's burgers uh number 18 halt and catch fire nobody talks about that show Number no. 17 is Hannibal. I don't think so. Oh, wow.
1: Actually, Hannibal's kind yeah. of such a weird show yeah. that I believe it could be on this list. It was on NBC, but it was like the most graphic weird murder show ever.
0: Right. Number 16, um, I didn't watch, but I, I have heard enough people co-sign on this that I'll, I'll buy it as Fargo. People love Fargo. Yeah, Fargo's great. Um, or at least one season of it. See, this is going to surprise you. Number 15 is Game of Thrones. Wow. That's a top five show of the decade. I don't care who you are. That's, that's, that's one of the ultimate, that's one of the greatest television dynasties ever. They're making a power move. Maybe they yes, were, they they, when they did that, they were like, well, we got to do something and please HBO, well, maybe it, we'll make Watchmen 25. I told my friend Duncan about my list of my hundred favorite movies of the decade. And he says, what are 10 to 20? And I said, why? And he said, because you've just filled your top 10 with movies you think you're supposed to put in your top 10. I want to know what movies you actually liked. Right. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. You, I, he's not exactly right, but he makes a good point. Yeah uh number 14 twin peaks the return people people were crazy about that yep. show yeah they were number 13 is community which i think is a solid move mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's clever that mm-hmm. that occupied a lot of space and it's imperfect in our memory now but it was so special Just when it when happened. it first happened right uh number 12 terriers i've never heard of this oh i think it's a british show okay number 11 is better call Saul. okay Number 10 is Better Things. Remember that with Pamela Adlon? Oh, wow. Number 10. That's some serious love. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty it, good. It was good. Number nine is something called Rectify. See, doesn't this feel like a bullshit list? Rectify. What is Rectify about? Who's um, in that? Uh, as a teenager, Daniel Holden was convicted of the rape and murder of his girlfriend and sentenced to death row. As Rectify begins, Daniel is an adult startled to find himself released from prison after new DNA evidence turns up. Hmm. Okay. Number eight is Justified. Okay. <laughs> is what I was like, I was confusing
1: Rectify with Justified. It seems weird that they're back to oh, back. No, okay. Like they took yeah. the two FI
0: shows. <laughs> Number seven won't have any pushback. It's Atlanta. Yeah, that's great. Number six is The Americans. I think that should possibly be top three. You did love that show. And, yeah. pe- and people love that show. Again, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I, I haven't heard a bad thing about I'm, The I'm, Americans. I'm just waiting to hear my next baby in there. You won't be disappointed. Okay, good. Um, but while we're on The Americans, I saw Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Matthew Reese. Yes. He's lovely. And you it. really liked it. Yes, it's very, very good. Uh, okay, number five, Fleabag. Okay. Number four, Bojack Horseman, which feels a little bit like a mm. hot take, although it's only ever gotten good reviews. You're right. Number three is Breaking Bad. Yep, totally. Well, I, I kind of thought that could that could be top spot. I kind of figured that could be top
1: spot. Number two, and th- you're, you're not, okay, judging by your face. You don't like it.
0: No, it's not that. Okay. This is maybe my favorite show ever, oh. but it's the wrong number two. It's Parks and Recreation. Oh. Like, I love that show, but it's not number two, guys. That's strange. Can we make our own list for this next week? Well, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay, I was great. kind of thinking we should probably do that for this year in particular. Yeah. We could do the whole decade. You're right. Yeah. We number one is The Leftovers. That's great. Yeah. That makes me happy. You got to be a little surprised. It
1: makes me happy in my soul. I wonder if I had like maybe seen that somewhere that Leftovers was number one. It surprises me that more people haven't seen The Leftovers. Mm. But overall, it it was such a satisfying watch.
0: And a three-season show. A three-season what show. a beautiful it thing.
1: Hits a lot of tenants that I really want hit. Right. It's, it's got the absolute insane bizarreness. Mm-hmm of something that I'm I think maybe Twin Peaks had. Oh, it gets that weird? Oh yeah. No way. Oh yeah. It gets real weird. Oh, wow. Um just like weird kind of dream sequences and you're not sure what's, you know, what very Damon Lindelof. Right, right. And that's what makes me so pumped about Watchmen as well. It's it's got the absurdity.
0: Well, he's capping the 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 beginning and the end and, of the top 25. Yeah. Which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um loved what I uh, loved uh loved leftovers. I figured you'd be happy about that, but that I is thought. that is
1: a deeply flawed list. I told someone at work about leftovers and they like I think we're almost like they they came into work and we like, "Whoa." Like that show was just and I started talking about it and and she started tearing up a little bit. Oh, wow. She was like, "It just like, oh my god,
0: what a show that was." That's great. That's, yeah. that's so good. I have such a problem uh, when I really want somebody to watch something where I just oversell it. I know. Like I, I, I could oversell Fleabag so easily. And I, I think I have to a few people. Yeah. But also I stand by everything I said. Is there one series that we can... Because I think that would be my pick for
1: you if we forced each other to finish one series
0: before 2020. The Leftovers. It, yeah. That would be the one? I think I don't so. have time for that. By the way, please don't make me. <laughs> um, but that's the one, eh? I think so. I'd have to give that some thought for what I'd really want it to be for you. Yeah, it has to be from this decade. Yeah, I think so. Okay, 2010s show that I haven't well, seen. This is not exclusively from exclusively from this decade. But um, did you ever finish The Office? Because you talked about The Office a lot. We did. We did. We did. We never yeah. talked about how The Office ends.
1: No, I was. Um, I liked it. I liked the ending. Um, it, you know, it's, it's always just kind of a bummer that Michael, uh, wasn't completely there at the they end. They kind of rallied though. They the, did. The last 10 are really strong. They d- Yeah. They did. Uh, they did a nice thing. It wasn't, it wasn't, I could see week by week it being a bit of a challenge to get through it, but binging it, it was fine. Yes. A fine ending.
0: And obviously sure. the overall breadth of show. Incredible. Incredible show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That wouldn't fall into under any decade because it crosses over. That's kind of the unfortunate thing about like these TV shows and decade lists. They had to have started. (laughs) They have to exist contained in one decade. But dude, I don't think that Community
1: did. Um, I think so. I think Community started in 2008 or 2009.
0: Alexa, when did the TV show Community premiere?
1: Community? The TV show first premiered in the United States on September 17th, 2009. 2009? In Canada, Community, the TV show premiered on December 3rd, 2009.
0: God, get a warmer voice, Alexa. Yeah, she's not emotional enough for me. You know what, though? It's still 2019, so we can kind of talk about that like it was a decade ago. That's true. 2009. That's true. Maybe it's Loosely. within the last 10 years. Maybe there's like a little filter. There's a little shoulder. There's a shoulder year. A <laughs> shoulder year. We got to talk about shows. Let's get to it. It's your turn to pick a show. They're okay. they're very similar, so I don't I don't want you to get them confused while you're uh, while you're recapping. I one know of them. both will haunt my dreams. <laughs> That's probably true. They're <laughs> <laughs> both haunting for very different reasons. All right, uh, which one are you gonna recap?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and recap the servant because I liked it
0: more. Just servant, no the. Sorry, servant. Yeah,
1: I had trouble finding it. Okay. <laughs> because of that.
0: You can watch it for free uh on Apple TV plus. Like the they've got the first episode up for free. Yeah. That was kind of nice. Yeah. Okay, recap the first episode of M. Night Shyamalan's Servant mm-hmm. in three, two, one, go. Okay, so the spotlight is on this young married
1: couple. They've got a newborn child. They have a uh babysitter coming in from Wisconsin to take care of the child. The uh woman is going back to work as a reporter. Uh, you soon realize the child isn't actually real; it's a doll, and the mother is she was having a psychotic breakdown. The babysitter does not react to this. The husband has no idea what's happening, and at the end of the show, realizes the baby is real. Okay, so did, doesn't sure I I shouldn't have said the baby realizes, comes back to life. Yeah, he hears crying upstairs, goes to check on this doll baby, which he explains to the young babysitter. Listen, my wife had a psychotic breakdown. This is like object. Uh, replacement therapy or something. And, and so they have the this, only like, thing that could bring her back from...
0: It's like a real care baby. And so it's like a fairly lifelike <laughs> it's doll. Terrifying and look. the first few times they show it, you like can't decide if the prop department did a bad job at making a baby corpse right? or if it's in fact not meant to be a real baby. Because the first you really see a close-up on this baby, dad goes to get it out of the crib at night, picks it up by the legs, and its head bangs off the edge of the crib. And yeah. it's super upsetting. Yeah. And Well, and it shows this in the trailer, but it also shows
1: you know, the kind of the rest in the trailer, it doesn't show a live baby at any point in the trailer. Right. It just kind of starts to become a tale of who is the most crazy. And that's kind of what you're wondering while you're, I think that's a good question. I,
0: I thought of that too. It's like, we're, we're clearly led to believe that the wife here, Gloria, is that her name? Yes. That That she's having some kind of like tragic traumatic episode, right? Where she really is acting like this baby doll is real to mm-hmm. the extent that maybe she thinks it is real. But then we were watching her news reports, which, by the way, are like cataloged in their living room, which is bizarre. Yeah. And Becky pointed out that she's very close to the camera. And I'm starting to wonder if she's even really a reporter or if she just like makes those. Oh, whoa. She's and also the way they shoot the whole show
1: is like it's trying to tell us something, I think. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but I don't know what we're
0: supposed to take away. And from then it the, and then there's the husband who is like a very prestigious New York chef yeah. or or food blogger or or
1: critic or like he's he's like a consultant to restaurants like he comes up with recipes
0: and sells them to restaurants he has a ridiculous kitchen and wine cellar and he like takes photos and stuff and he as weird to believe is the only one who sees all the insanity around him right but then at the end he witnesses this supposedly dead baby be completely alive in his crib so maybe he's the crazy one and then there's leanne who's the 18 year old servant i guess right and the, is it servant of God because Right. because
1: she's making these like right. crosses and yeah. hanging them above the baby's
0: crib? And she, when she's told exactly what's going on with the with the baby doll, cause she's been hired to take care of a baby that's not alive. Yes. And um, doesn't react. She to doesn't that. react. At all. She can, it's as if she doesn't even hear him say all this no. stuff. She'll like walk the baby. She holds the baby. Takes. She's care like, oh, it's time for... Little Jerick, Jericho, Jericho is Jericho. also the name, which I feel has to be something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does sound biblical, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it?
0: And then later on, she catches dad like treat the doll like the inanimate object it is, right? Just and she tosses just, on the she floor just for a stares at him. Oh yeah, it's so scary. He's like kind of moved to pick it back up and yeah. and be gentle again. It was horrifying. Yeah, but what? didn't it,
1: did it kind of uh, bring you in? I'm not gonna watch it again, but it was curious. I think I will watch it again. What is your relationship to M Night Shyamalan? Um, I suppose it's uh, we're acquaintances. Okay. <laughs> he and I are birthday
0: buddies. Fun fact. Oh no way. Um, I liked, I liked Signs. See, Signs to me. I know that like the Sixth Sense is like his his magnum opus, like that's yeah. the movie that made him. Which I've never completed. <clears throat> I've never seen it. Okay, uh, and I've never seen Signs. I think I've only ever seen The Village. In fact, oh, um, rough only Shyamalan movie. Well, I liked it. Yeah. I, I okay, did. I like I liked the twist. Yeah, um, at which the time, which is his thing. And doesn't it suck to be a writer who's known for twists? Yeah, like people are just looking for them. Yeah, Unbreakable um, was really good. Have you seen Unbreakable? No. Lady in the Water, no. Nah, I haven't seen Lady in the Water. So I remember when I was in like grade six, a bunch of people in my class saw signs and they were talking about how scary it is. But I don't remember generationally being impacted by the release of Sixth Sense. I think that was before any kind of pop cultural awareness to yeah. my age group. God, it must have been close to that because I remember like tons
1: of people talking about the ending. Yeah. And like like in like grade
0: five or... It must have been six it's one of the most famous movie quotes of all time. Yeah, I see dead people. It really is. And we've talked before about how unfortunate it is that he was like on such a rise, but then he just kind of lost his way. But I think now he's like kind of, he's back in the groove. I think this is a good format for him. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so that's kind of cool. And and he made Glass, which I think was, was uh, pretty cool. Well, and he also made... Right. Um, because <laughs> Glass and... Uh, well, Unbreakable and Glass and the... Uh, what was the movie with where splinter Mac- McAvoy S- splinter split. splinter yeah split. I think it it's split. Is split yeah um and all of those kind of combine are they together. connected yeah they're connected
0: that's cool I think I knew that yeah but they're pretty small movies right uh unbreakable and split
1: I think split's big thing was the fact that at the end of the movie it connects to unbreakable unbreakable can be split yeah and then glass is all three of those characters that you didn't think you would see together in a movie
0: okay Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool oh the other person we have to talk about is Rupert Grint Yes, Ron Weasley shows up as doing an American accent, bad American accent, by the way. Doing being the brother, he's the wife's
1: brother, right? Who can only slam drinks on a table.
0: Oh, it's so distressing the way he puts drinks down. Yeah, he holds his hand over the glass with like the glass full, and every time he slams it down, he gets like scotch all over his hand. Why were those drinks so carbonated? Was he like putting nitrous in them or something? (laughs) Like, but he's kind of a perv because he is supposed to be the brother-in-law, right? Yeah, the wife's brother. But he comes over and he's like, "So you got a nanny? Is she hot?" that's right. too bad and yeah. I, I i'm really happy to see him frankly like mm-hmm. as soon as i saw him and i did re- i remember now that i knew he was in it but I, right. he caught me by surprise when i saw him and it's a pleasure to see him because we don't see him right did you wonder if like the dad
1: killed the baby or the mom killed the baby i think it's more likely the mom killed the baby right yeah literally smothered with love and what's with all the baths she takes yeah I don't know. I think she was trying to like relax, but also she that that whole like breast oh yeah like meta uh, meta
0: Mesticize or something like yeah. i th- I think she has to lactate right because, yeah and and she can't and so like the babysitter leanne helps her do that, which is it's just perverse to watch right it was upsetting That's the whole weird. thing was upsetting' it was upsetting, but it's nice to kind of have the anchor of the husband. Or at least you think. Or he's not anchored at all. He's not anchored. You know what? I'm curious. I want, to, I want you to let me know. Mm-hmm. But in general, I found this quite pretentious and I don't give it my ass. Oh, whoa. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> you took such a turn <laughs> on that.
0: No, I, no, no, no. I'm happy to talk about it with you, but I don't think it's high art. Like, it's, like it clearly thinks it is. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, I get what you're saying now. I didn't know what you m-
1: meant by that. Yeah, in the in the way that it's it's shot, and like delivered. when
0: they show like a like a long close up. <laughs> and I
1: thought you were in Shyamalan's corner, and then you're like,
0: Nah, he's clearly a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing against him. my birthday buddy, but right. I just don't think that this. And honestly, like if if this is what you want to do, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I I just think there are a couple of shots in this, like when there's a long close up on him freeze drying fish. I'm like, this. What is this? Like, what this Is this the lighthouse all of a sudden? <laughs> Did you see the lighthouse? No, but I'd like to. Um,
1: I uh yeah, I know I, I uh, often with a, a movie like this, I wonder if something is or a movie, a show like this. I wonder if they're showing these scenes because something is going to make its way back right into you know
0: here's what I'll say about it. It's free for everyone with an Apple device to watch the first episode, and it's only 32 minutes, mm-hmm. and that's a treat. these days especially in this irishman world yeah so give it a shot in this post irishman world that's right (laughs) we're all irish now including (laughs) rupert grint is he actually irish no he would be just english i believe right okay Cool. nice to see him nice to hear him say the f word it's a new world yeah here we are all grown up that's right
1: um he could be in a a show pretty soon what was that other apple tv show we were going to watch the john mulaney related one no. Has that done anything? Dickinson. Dickinson. I haven't heard a thing about it. No, neither I. He, he announced his new special though, which seems kind of cool. The the like, what is it? The it's like a kids musical.
0: Sack. it's like it's it features kids and music and stuff. Right. So it's not just stand up. It looks like it's supposed to be a little um,
1: a little like, beautiful day in the neighborhood kind of like he's supposed to be a Mister Rogers-y kind of person. That's right. It feels a little Sesame it. Streetish. Yeah. But
0: presumably it has some of his neurotic charm in it right i would think anyway it comes out christmas eve
1: i toss it back to uh dave chappelle for being the inspiration for that
0: oh yeah with the whole uh
1: he did a whole thing called venereal park where (laughs) where like i think that's what it was called and it was all all the venereal diseases were muppets and they all like sang these songs and q-tip came on at one point from tribe called quest he's like listen up kids (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, but I, this is old. This is Oh, like a, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's from like 2002. Well, that's why I don't know it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I just think it was like maybe he was a, a trailblazer in that regard. <laughs> maybe he deserves a credit. <laughs> I bet
0: John Mulaney would know what I'm talking about. So I'm left with the delightful task of recapping the first episode of Merry Happy Whatever, mm-hmm. which is Netflix's new Christmas TV show.
1: Can I tell you before... <laughs> it's it's Netflix's Christmas TV show that tries to be a Chuck Lorre TV show. Yep. Um with a laugh track. Yep. And I was going to choose this show to recap just because it's so easy. Well no, I was going to actually write a song to like a parody <laughs> version of The Big Bang Theory that was like the whole Christmas house was in a shitty state cuz <laughs> Yeah.
0: But I, I wish you had. I decided against it. Right. You went uh, on with your life instead. I, yeah. I was Moved like, on to other things. I'm going to watch some Irish. <laughs> yeah, Gently I understand. Upstairs. You really needed to recoup yeah. after Mary Happy Whatever. Put me on the clock. I'll recap the first episode of this show starring Dennis Quaid. Do you want me to only make it like 10 seconds or something? No, I want to <laughs> see what I can do here. It might not be good because it's easy to get kind of caught up in the bullshit of this show. Sure. Um, but I, I'm sure I can handle it. All right. So okay. Mary Happy Whatever in three, two, one. Go. Dennis Quaid is the patriarch of this family that's very traditional and the the mother has recently died and so all of the family comes together uh, the sisters and their their spouses namely um, uh, one of them whose husband is he wants to ask to to, to marry the daughter and, and it, Dennis Quaid says no uh, and there's this kind of this like club of in-laws that really recognize how insane and pseudo traditional and 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 overly protective this father figure is and then they end up in the hospital when one of them falls off the roof. Time. Not good. So he wasn't that good. That recap.
1: Right. And he also kind of has the hots for this nurse. Oh, yeah. He's they did like, lay that groundwork. He's like a sheriff and... Uh...
0: All right. First things first. Okay. Dennis Quaid's current fiance was born in the year 1992. She is exactly one year younger Not than the so. actress who is playing his daughter... In this show. Younger than the actress playing his daughter in this show. Ashley Tisdale. Is that who it is? Well, the other one. The the main one. The is one the main one younger? Uh, her name is... Well, she's she's like she's the main older. daughter in the show, right? Yeah. Ashley Tisdale's... She, no, she'd be like... Because Ashley Tisdale's not younger than me. No? Okay. No. But like his current fiance is much younger than like Lindsay Lohan...
1: He seems I thought he was like one of the like down to earth guys in Hollywood. I this show made me think he's unhinged. If if for no other reason than the fact that
0: he's doing this show. It's a real drag. Yeah. It's it sucks. It's a, I, and I like the premise of Netflix putting out bingeable Christmas TV shows. They mm-hmm. got about Christmas movies. And we watch TV shows in just as quick of a amount of time. Like, why not do a whole season of TV that's take that takes place at Christmas? That idea. You is fine. couldn't do that on broadcast TV for right. half a century. You can do it now, but this is trash. It's bad. It's such trash. So we know that the father who's like the local sheriff is gonna be tough. And that's a cliche. Right. Listen, my dad's gonna love you, but he's kind of got a rough exterior. Oh boy, I really hope that your dad right. likes me. Good yeah. thing I brought my guitar. And he's like, oh, fish and lame. And, yeah, and yeah. so immediately it's like, listen, listen, kid, you're not good enough for my daughter. It's like, mm-hmm. it's exactly that to a T. We've seen it a hundred times. Why
1: don't we see the opposite version? Why don't, why can't we have nerdy dad? That's really intimidating to like big jock guy. That'd be interesting. We never see that. Who's, who's actually just like, you're not good enough. For well, my cause daughter. That,
0: feel, that feels, that feels, well, wait a second. You're not, you're not a good enough father for no, my wife. No, you're, no he's, he says,
1: <laughs> you're not, a you're not good enough for my daughter.
0: Oh, nerdy he's just, jock guy. He's just
1: quite No, nerd, I see. Just total nerd. So not, total nerd of a dad who's
0: like he pulls the what same card, doing? but he's not an alpha, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, totally. That's but he kind
1: of is an alpha, but okay. like at the same time, like just in the he carries himself as a beta.
0: Because what's unsettling about about this and so many others mm-hmm. is the control that this man has over his adult children. Yeah, it's like really creepy. Yeah. Um. Oh, and this is off topic. But how about in the opening scene where they're all reuniting in the family kitchen and one of the daughters is there there with her husband and just in front of everyone, he's like, I want a divorce. I want a divorce. In front (laughs) of the whole family, he says, I want a divorce. And she's like, what? And he says, we fight every day. We haven't had sex in I don't know how long. Yeah. Are you fucking and kidding? She says, "Why are you saying this in front of my whole family?" which is a valid point. Yes
1: it is. But why why did you wait until you walked into the you had the whole trip
0: there. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Although I kind of thought later on when when main guy, I don't know anybody's name, nobody's name. Right. When main guy is like, oh, I'm sorry, you're, you're broken hearted. Do you want me to play a song? And she goes, <laughs> this is Ashley Tisdale, by the way. And she right. goes, oh, sure. Do you know Not Now by you? Yeah, I thought that was the best line right. of the episode. That's a decent burn. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is forgivable. Nothing else forgivable. Nope. No. Uh,
1: what is going on? Why is, why is Dennis Quaid's mouth doing this? He's doing like a
0: little like jokery kind of like. Whoa. I didn't notice. I didn't notice him to look particularly Botoxed, but you had mentioned that. No, I don't know if it's botox. I just think he's like,
1: like trying something new, <laughs> right? Like a new facial
0: expression for this character. Maybe I don't. I haven't seen him recently enough to know what he looks like yeah. these days. There's also like a lot of far right pandering in this show. Oh, so much. And so like, there's one. There's one. Joke where somebody says Happy Holidays and he's like, "You said Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas." And the son's becoming an atheist. Well, not only is he becoming an atheist, that whole scene is played it's, where uh, you uh, think he's going to come out of the closet, and the joke is that would be terrible. And the yeah, the the dad's like, "Oh shit! Oh no! What if he comes out as gay? Which would be a tragedy." Right. It's it's that's upsetting. There's like later on, there's a joke about how the states where marijuana is legal are the bad states. Right? Yeah. And and why is it that like I hate to be partisan here, but like why is it that the shows that pander to the right are all so awful between yeah. Last Man Standing and Roseanne? Right. And and they seem to kinda get
1: get picked up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's an audience that's that's craven. Mm-hmm. Also, when he falls off the roof, how come he's not more badly hurt? Like yeah. Dennis Quaid gets a staple in his head and he has to have like I don't know surgery or something, yeah, the other guy fainted and fell off the roof, yeah, but the roof was only like five feet high. He fainted and fell off the roof, and he's not even sore. Mm.
1: he's fine. he just wants to propose to his wife,
0: which That's he'll do, son. I guess. he immediately tells the the his the, wife's or his girlfriends siblings the, partners the, that he's going to propose the, immediately the quinn laws yeah the quinn laws that's right that's right though the quinn family mm-hmm. we're quinn's i can't believe i'm a quinn and i'm getting divorced right i hate when you, you do it and, the quinn way Oh, uh, when movies and tv shows try and create this like long history of a family that was just created for this show last week yeah so frustrating anyway i give it my ass terrific show <laughs> Me too. Watch it. (laughs) I don't have... I haven't... I'm just looking at Will Smith trivia right now. He had a colonoscopy. There's that. How'd that go? Did he live stream it? He did. Uh, He got candid about finding uh, precancerous polyps while recording his colonoscopy.
1: He got candid about them going in his can. (laughs) Yes, he did. And that's why you never trust Will Smith right there. We're just going
0: to end it that quickly. Now, what do you think... um, God, what do you I'm think about colonoscopies?
1: What do you think about colonoscopies? Yeah. Did Will Smith trust his col- his specialist? Did the specialist trust well, him? He saw some did the specialist p- think
0: he was going to pull some kind of prank? Maybe he did. Mm. Maybe he did. They saw those precancerous polyps and they thought, can't trust those. Can't trust those. Because they're a part of Will Smith. Folks,
1: this is Sweets and Slaney saying, <laughs> <laughs> never trust precancerous polyps
0: and get yourself checked today. Where was that? 200 episodes ago when we were trying to come up with <laughs> sign-off slogans. Never trust precancerous polyps in the form of Will Smith <laughs> inside of Will Smith. <laughs> Here come the man in black. <laughs>